everyone. Welcome back to the Freedom Talks podcast. This is your host, Brady Amen, and today I'm with Molly, and she is recording from home, so bear with us if there are any audio issues. Um, Molly, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, I can't complain. It's a little bit of a odd circumstances we're in. With, it's uh, very strange. Yeah. Um, so you're at home with your kids and they're doing uh, homeschooling and all that jazz? Oh, yes, we are every day. Awesome. Every day. Yes, I didn't know I was going to become a teacher this year. <sighs> surprise. Big um, surprise. <laughs> so, I give uh, so many more. I give teachers so much more credit than... I did before because it is it is not an easy task. Yeah, everybody's advocating for higher teacher salaries now at this point, I guess. Absolutely. Um, so the topics that we kind of wanted to cover today is what should you be doing um, at home uh, if if you're if you're not able to go to work if you're not able to work out how are you staying healthy um, when you're kind of cooped up inside and what can you do and what can't you do. Um, I want to preface this with saying that neither Molly nor I are um, infectious disease specialists, and um, we're not necessarily going to tell you uh, specifically what to do if you get the coronavirus or that you can do things to prevent getting the coronavirus. This is more of, as a whole, how are you keeping your body moving? How are you being physically active? And what can you do uh, if injuries do arise for whatever reason? Um, and so hopefully we can cover a few of those topics today and uh, make sure that you and your family are um, healthy and ready to go when some of the restrictions lift. Um, so I guess we'll start off by just uh, taking this from two perspectives. Uh, if you're healthy, um, what should you be doing to stay healthy? And if you're if you encounter a problem, um, Molly's going to kind of help you uh, rehab from home, uh, in a, in a way. So let's just start with some recommendations. Um, if you are perfectly healthy, uh, maybe you have kids at home as well. You want to keep them active. So I think every day, a good, uh, low bar to set is to get 20 to 40 minutes of activity every day, um, for you and your family. And now, uh, with everybody being cooped up inside, that can be a little bit harder, but the nice thing, if there is a nice thing about uh, everything being shut down, is that it's still okay to go outside for a walk, uh, to play in your yard, play on your own swing sets, and things like that. So first of all, I would recommend just being as active as possible, taking your pets for walks uh, if you have them, um, and then making sure that you're not sitting for prolonged periods of time uh, Molly, could you give us some advice or kind of the consequences of sitting for too long during the day? So, um, yeah, there are there are some things, there's some studies that have shown that, you know, you need to be moving um, at least once an hour, um, getting up, stretching, walking around, um, jogging in place. Um, anything that's just going to keep you from um, staying in one position for too long. Um, we all kind of know like the aches and pains that you get even if you're not feeling well for a couple weeks um and you're you're just lower energy you don't exercise as much your body starts to kind of get achy um so making sure that you move around that you're not in one posture for too long 
Um, all of a sudden you start to have kinks in your neck and your low back is starting to hurt. Um, and so it's just, it's an important thing that, uh, you get up and you move around, even if it's to change the laundry or, um, put away the dishes, um, just trying to break up your day. Even if you are working, um, from home that you, in your office, you, you get up and you go to the copy machine, you, um, get something from, um, a de- someone else's desk. So you are moving throughout the day. So at home, you should be doing that same sort of, um, like way of of life that you're getting up and moving uh, throughout the day at least um, once an hour, if not more than that. I mean, I would say one thing to really consider using is, you know, if you have a fitness tracker like an Apple Watch or a Fitbit and they have those reminders on there that it'll it'll give you an alert on your phone or on your wrist or it'll it'll vibrate you to say, hey, I really need I need you to get up and move. Um, those are great things to do. Even just setting a timer for every half an hour um, to tell you to, hey, stand up. Um, even if it's like do five air squats, it doesn't have to be a lot, but it does have to be enough to get you up. Take a lap around your house, check on your kids. Um, it can be a, a little bit of a interruption to workflow, but your body's going to th- thank you for that in the long run. Uh, your hip flexors aren't going to tighten up too bad. Uh, and it's you know, one of the things with the studies that they did is that uh, people who did this uh, really benefited from less back pain. Um, Molly, can you tell us kind of why maybe backs tighten up um, for after they sit too long? Because I think that's that's really is one of the the major complaints that people have that have desk jobs is they they have a lot of back pain. A lot of times it comes from um, what you're sitting on or what you're sitting in. Um, that you are not like posturally correct. You are not sitting on both of your um, butt cheeks equally. So we tend to lean, especially now that people are at home and they're kind of sitting in their couches or their more comfortable chairs. Um, our body, we t- try, we tend to get kind of uneven when we sit. So um, one of the things, you know, is making sure that you sit on something that's a little bit firmer. A lot of times I know I'm guilty of it as well. Um, working from home that you plop your laptop on your lap and sit on the couch. And most of our couches, to be honest with you, are kind of, um, comfortable and slouchy and they sink in. Um, it puts a lot of strain through that low back, um, because your pelvis is off and, um, muscles are pulling and, and tugging where they shouldn't, normally be that way. And especially if you're sitting for a long time while doing this, um, it just kind of tightens up those low back muscles quite a bit. Um, it makes it hard. It makes you stiff so that when you go to stand up again, it's, it's painful. It's, you feel it. Um, and so we'll get to injuries in just a second, but before we kind of shift focus to, uh, if you have an injury at the home, I want to kind of go over, um, you know, at Freedom, we uh, obviously want our populations of patients that we see to eventually be able to ret- to return back to activity. And um, and once once they can return to activity, we definitely do recommend a um, fitness routine. And I think now uh, people have a little bit more time on their hands; they're bored. Um, and so they're turning to binging Netflix, to 
uh, kill time and things like that. And I think right now is a perfect time to be able to commit to uh, a renewed fitness routine, even though uh, you may feel cooped up and you can't maybe go to the gym. There are so many good online workouts that you can find. We posted one earlier, or, or we're going to post one coming up here. Um, that That's a workout. It's really simple. You can do from home. It doesn't take much equipment at all. Um, if you have any weights at home or bands at home, uh, going online and finding ways that you can use those appropriately um, to kind of get back into a fitness routine or continue what you've been doing at the gym. Uh, one recommendation I would I would have is there's a really cool YouTube channel called uh, Athlean X, uh, and it's actually a physical therapist turned trainer um, called uh, named Jeff Cavalier, and he's got a lot of uh, excellent videos on especially if you're already active um, how to work out at home, making sure that you're hitting all the appropriate muscle groups, um, keeping you kind of athletic and going and has a lot of good tips, but that are also safe for people to do um, and, and shouldn't hurt you too bad. So um, that being said, let's, uh, I, I really want to pick Molly's brain on, uh, let's just make an example. So I, I, maybe I'm back into a fitness routine. Um, I, haven't, I haven't done it in a while and I'm doing something Maybe I'm jumping and I'm not ready to be jumping yet or something like that. Uh, and maybe I tweak my knee. And so there's, you know, several degrees in which you can tweak your knee. It can be really bad. It can be pretty minor. Um, but I want Molly, can you take me through if I did hurt my knee? Um, what are the steps and precautions I should take? Uh, sh- should I contact a physical therapist? Should I contact my chiropractor? Should I contact my primary care doctor? Um, what are the kind of steps I need to go through to make sure that I'm not being too aggressive and trying to treat uh, whatever I have or if it just needs to take some time and heal? Yep, no, that's a great, great question, um, especially right now with we're all kind of stuck in our homes. Um, so I, I have seen more people that I don't necessarily always see out taking walks or going for runs. Um, people are doing workouts in their home that they may not have done before or had been led by a trained instructor at this point um, that now they're they're kind of leading themselves on. So um, it is, it's not to say that you, you can't get hurt with this just because it's something you haven't done before or haven't done it in a really long time or at this intensity level where you might have only gone to the gym three days a week whereas now you're working out every day because you have less to do and less places to go um so as far as like a knee goes um it's one of those things where I always tell people um to use rice, rest, ice, compression, elevation. So if you were working out and all of a sudden your knee starts to ache, stop, do rice, um, let it recover a little bit. I usually tell people, give yourself 24 to 36 hours um, doing rice. If at that point it's not better, um, that's when you start to think about, okay, well, what else could be going on or how bad did I injure it? Um, if you hear a pop um, right away at, w- with injuring it, 
um, if you are super unstable, whereas like you stand up and your knee kind of gives out on you without with when you put any pressure on it, um, that's kind of a big red flag. Um, if you can't put any weight on it, so you try and put your foot down and you try to take a step and your knee is, you know, through the roof pain, excruciating pain, um, that's kind of those red flags. Um, I know a lot of primary care physicians right now are not taking patients unless it is truly um, an emergency. So if your knee's hurting you, they may say, take some ibuprofen or some anti-inflammatories, put some ice on it, elevate it, try and rest it. Um, Give it that 24 to 36 hours. And if it's not getting better, um, typically a, a call to your primary care physician um, would be the next step. Um, but because of everything that's going on right now, um, calling a physical therapist um, and seeing um, if they can help with even some modalities to help uh, decrease the swelling that might be present, um, doing some orthopedic tests that we have in our, um, that we learn um, that can just kind of rule in or rule out a fracture or a torn ligament. Um, those sorts of things, you know, once you've gone and done the things that you can at home, um, then it's time to kind of call a therapist or a, a provider that can then at least take a look at it um, and make sure that you really didn't tear or damage it more so than you thought. Yeah, I think we're in our uncharted territory in terms of how things are going to be dealt with, what doctors are going to say um, when you do call in, especially if it's not life-threatening. Um, but maybe you did hurt it pretty bad, Um we just don't know. We just don't know how primary care physicians are going to view that. If it's worth you coming in, <clears throat> I mean, for uh, your own personal safety as well, you don't want to contract something by going into a highly uh, infected area of a hospital or uh, primary care clinic, things like that. So, I guess if you if you if you do display those symptoms of instability, like Molly said, uh, if you can't get in to see your primary care physician, I know a lot of orthopedic um, doctors have closed their offices uh, at this point. Um, so that might not be an option either. Of course, call their offices if they're available. Um, or if you have a local physical therapy office that you can try to contact and maybe get a phone consultation with, a video consultation with, that may be an option as well. You're going to just have to kind of uh, wait and see. But um, definitely follow some of those steps um, with rice and um, wait that 24 to 36 hours um, to kind of get more information uh, on your symptoms and then make a uh, more informed decision at that point. Um, so maybe it's more of a, a mild thing. Maybe you do the rest, ice compression, elevation, and your knee does kind of come back down to less swelling. Uh, You maybe have a greater range of motion of that knee. Um, What, knowing that you have just injured yourself, maybe 
you know, three to four days ago and you've taken it easy for those three to four days, um, what are the next steps in kind of home treatment for something like a knee? So then usually what I would do is start out slow. So obviously whatever you were doing was just too much, too much load on the knee, too much um, movement. So I always tell people you kind of back down again. You start from the beginning. So a lot of stretching um, of your hamstrings, of your calves, um, you know, making sure that you're really, that your body is warm before you exercise. So I feel like not just right now, but in general, people just don't let their bodies warm up the way they should before they start to exercise. So, you know, just making sure that you kind of get a dynamic warm up in. So if you're not comfortable going out, you know, even just walking within your house or jogging or, you know, just but making sure that your body is warmed up before you start exercise. I usually tell people about a week to 10 days of like easier workouts, um, things that aren't going to be jumping or putting a ton of um, weight bearing pressure through your knees. Um, then you can start to slowly regain it. So start with one set of squats or, you know, start slowly and then build your exercise program back up to what you were doing within two to three weeks of that initial injury. But for the first 10 days, you want to take it easy. You want to focus more on stretching and flexibility versus like hardcore strengthening. Um, and then as it feels better and as you can do more and you feel like you're stretching out is, is being be- more beneficial, then you start adding back in um, some of your cardio and your strength workouts or your weightlifting workouts um, depending on what you have at home. Yeah, I think that's a great point you make um, about kind of easing back into things. And I think even if you're you're a healthy individual and you're, you are using this time to commit to a new fitness routine um, or you're doing something different because you're at home and not at the gym, um, I think it's really important that you be honest with yourself and your ability level. Um, and you kind of need to be careful, uh, depending on the home, you know, the, what you're looking at online, if you're getting the, the workout online, um, it's really a fine line of, it needs to be hard enough to challenge you because otherwise, uh, you're not going to improve your fitness at all. You're not going to improve your strength at all. But on the other hand, if you jump into something, uh, too fast, too soon, and your body's really not ready. And a lot of times that's like those plyometric workouts, those really high intensity workouts where you're going really hard for a little bit longer period of time. Um, those are going to put some stress, especially on the soft tissue. So your, your ligaments, um, and, um, those things that are going to not be resistant quite yet to what you want to do. Um, and so it's, it's better to kind of start simple, um, find a way to modify exercises. Uh, and so if my advice is if you do have an exercise, uh, routine that you want to go through, um, try some of those exercises, see how they feel and look those specific exercises up online and in the search, look for modified, uh, of whatever exercises. So say they want you doing, uh, a Bulgarian split squat, which is like your back foot elevated on a bench and your front foot is on the ground and you're doing kind of lunging motions. That might be a lot for someone that's new. So how can we scale that back, make that a little bit easier 
um, do those modified versions, doing a split squat, doing a lunge, doing a chair squat um, for, for beginners, things like that, to make sure that you have all of the musculature um, before you really start doing those advanced exercises. And then scale that routine back to your ability level, work at that for a couple of weeks, and then find a way um, to increase the difficulty of that routine by making the exercises harder um, and progress yourself um, slowly so that you get better, um, but also so that you're not stressing out your joints and your, your soft tissue and things like that, the things that really lead to injury. Yep, and a couple other just quick points. Um, muscle soreness is normal. You know, so a lot of people that maybe have not walked as much or are exercising at home now, like delayed onset muscle soreness DOMS can happen between 24 to 72 hours. So I don't want people to like jump to conclusions thinking that they've, you know, really injured themselves. Some soreness is going to happen, especially if it's an activity you haven't done for a long time or at this intensity. So some soreness is fine. It's that intense soreness or that intense pain that we're more worried about. And along with that is trying to keep your exercises varied. So in the gym, you don't hopefully go every day and run 10 miles on the treadmill. One day you go to the treadmill, some days you do legs, some days you do upper body. Um, You know, that at home, it should be the same way. So do yoga one day, take a walk a different day, do um, some weightlifting a different day, you know, but to keep it varied throughout throughout the week, um, not just doing the same exercise program day after day. And again, one of your your best resources is going, it doesn't have to be freedom by any means. It doesn't have to be us, but maybe you do want to reach out to your physical therapist or you want to reach out to a trainer that you trust um, to get an exercise plan for at home. Many of your physical therapists would love to help you um, have an exercise, home exercise program so that you can make progress while you're at home. So um, make sure that you're, you're being safe about it because ultimately you don't want that major injury to occur um, while you're training at home, especially during this time when it's hard to find treatment for certain things. Um, but on the other hand, we need to stay active and we need to stay uh, fit as a community to A, keep you healthy because exercise and, and being in shape is going to help with that immune system. Um, and it's also going to uh, just make you feel better in general and you don't want to be sore and stiff and you don't want to come out of this with uh, you know bad posture problems and uh, injuries because you, you were inactive during this time. Um, so I think that's all that we're going to go through today. Uh, Molly, do you have any kind of closing thoughts on the matter? No, I just want everybody to stay safe, stay healthy, and um, we'll all weather this storm together, and hopefully we'll all come out on the other end better. Yeah, and if you do need anything, uh, please visit freedompt.com and fill out a contact form uh, or call the clinic. Um, as of right now, we're st- as of recording this right now, we are still... Uh, open and and can possibly help you out with some stuff. But uh, on the other hand, uh, if we do end up closing down for whatever reason, um, we'll, we're still going to be in touch and we can um, help you find what you need in terms of uh, your physical health. So um, we'd love to help you if you need any help. So uh, stay safe, stay healthy, uh, and have a wonderful day.
This podcast is brought to you by Freedom Physical Therapy Services, providing one-on-one comprehensive physical and occupational therapy services, including women's health, chronic pain treatment, TMJ, and more. With four locations in Fox Point, Grafton, Brookfield, and McGuanago, Wisconsin, more information at freedompt.com.